0: Let's go, girls.
1: From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are fabulous knows no limits now it's time for you to expand your boundaries here are sandra beck and linda franklin Hey ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with
2: Linda Franklin, and we've got a great kickoff show today. We're going to be visiting with Psychic Lori Johnson. She's going to talk about some predictions for the 2016 year, which is very exciting. And just in preparation for the rest of today's call, I'd like to introduce my dog, Chicken Nugget, who is stuck inside the house today because we're in Los Angeles, and we have an El Nino rager. I've got about two feet of mud, um, three acres I own, all of it filled with mud right now, and um, nobody can go outside. And, Elinda, it's just, you know, it's an atypical day for Southern California.
0: Oh, it certainly is, and, it, and it's been very atypical to the East Coast as well. You know, we haven't had uh, any snow here, and Christmas Day it was 70 degrees. Today it is about 12 degrees. Oh. So um, it is really just... You know, I, we'll talk to Lori about it. I mean, obviously there's something big going on here because this this climate is just – it's just topsy-turvy. It just stands on its head. And, and you saw what happened uh, in Missouri and, and Tennessee and all those – I mean, the people just flooded out of their houses. And, oh, my God.
2: Yeah, it's just a mess. I mean, the weather is a mess. And, um, you know, I have to say, though, speaking of topsy-turvy, it's like I'm topsy-turvy because in years past, Linda, with my New Year's resolutions, I've always chosen forward thinking things like, I'm going to create this, I'm going to build that, I'm going to do this. And this year's resolutions are all about less, you know, I've gone through my company paring down, like, what services can I eliminate? What, you know, steps can I get rid of? You know, you know, what things can I get rid of in my office in my home it's all about letting go and you know conversely you know yes I'm going to let go of pounds that's always part of my new year's resolution but it's all about doing less producing less creating less or maybe it's about creating smarter just getting rid of stuff and um You know, I decluttered for so much of 2015, you know, in, you know, just donating, getting rid of stuff and, you know, so many years of acquisition. And so for me to cultivate doing less for 2016 um, has already made me more productive and we're only in the first week.
0: Well, that's terrific. you know I've been paring down and and going slower for for a long time now, and I never thought I could do it, but you know the more I do it, the more I embrace it, and the more I love it um, you know calmer you know less less crazy going on, and I don't have this compulsion to okay, you know what what is going to be next, and how am I going to get that done, and who's going to help me and you know it, it it's that kind of crazy um talk that you give to yourself that that just doesn't work. I mean, I I have started to meditate. I have been now meditating every day again. You know, I took transcendental meditation back when the Maharishi came to New York in the 70s and for off and on for all of those years I've been doing it, but I have to say it's been more off than on, but I'm saying to myself now that I'm going to do I'm going to meditate every day and I have been doing it because it's not even At the beginning, it's not a want. Um, It's just like going to the gym isn't, you know, I'm not crazy about it. Say, oh, boy, I'm going to the gym today and I'm going to sweat and I'm going to have such a good time. But it's something that I know I need and it's something that is going to help me and it's going to just make everything better. And that's the same way I'm feeling about meditation now is that it's it's, I need that, just like I need the physical exercise, I need the spiritual exercise, and it's funny, because now that I've said I've been doing it for about a month, I actually am starting to look forward to doing it.
2: You're kidding, because see, that's-, that's the hardest thing I have. You know, I've been taking this yoga class that includes a guided meditation and an end meditation and It is so damn hard for me to sit still, Linda. I just, there's all this energy bottled up in me.
0: How do you just sit still? Well, just because you do. Um, One of the guests we had on the show, I think, uh, you know, the end of last year, um, she's she talked about putting your right thumb in your left palm, and every time I sit down now, or every time I feel a little tense uh, or anxious, I do that, and for some reason, it just it does calm me down. And when I sit there. I'll sit there and I would say for probably the first 5 minutes or 10 minutes I'm you know the thoughts are coming in thoughts are coming in but I stay very very quiet and then something happens and I and I get quieter and there's less thoughts and I kind of drift it's not drifting into sleep it's just the thoughts aren't coming and so I'm I'm saying wow I really um, I really love that, and when you're when I'm done, I feel like oh, I felt like I have eight hours sleep. So, so maybe it, you know. It, it, so it's going to be something that I'm going to keep on doing and add to, and and whatever else I can do because I think it's just something that we all need to do especially now that everything is so crazy i mean turn on the news it's crazy look outside at the weather it's crazy uh you know how do we stay and and Lori talks about this i can't wait to talk to her about staying ahead of the curve how do we keep ourselves safe from all of this crazy that's going on around us um and i'm going to do everything in my power to To do that because I don't know what happens if you don't.
1: Well,
2: I don't know what happens either. I mean, I just I just know that, you know, in my spirit of doing less, like I removed all my social media from my phones, like no LinkedIn, no Twitter, no Facebook, you know. And I thought, you know, because I read this thing about this guy who did a social media fast. And I thought that was so funny because I'm like kind of into fasting for certain things. And, you know, I fast from t- television. I fast from even electronic reading or sometimes I have to fast from reading. And I don't know. I just think it's kind of interesting. But in the fasting of electronic media, which I've been doing, you know, I I purposely don't read the news online, I purposely don't turn on the news, I purposely don't, I really disconnected from what's going on in the world. But I'm not out there as an agent of enacting change. So what good does it do me to have all this knowledge that brings me down? That's my latest epiphany. Like if I go on Facebook, sometimes, Linda, I'm really happy for people who have great marriages, and they're celebrating 50 years. But as a single mom, sometimes it makes me feel bad. So i thought well why am i watching and reading all this stuff if it's not fulfilling me it's not filling me up it's not uplifting me it's actually kind of bringing me down and i know it's my own perspective on things but i decided that i was going to get rid of things that don't Help me feel positive and get through my day, and one of those was you know watching everybody else have these fantastic experiences in social media um, or putting in my face the horrible things that are happening you know i've got some people in my social media sphere of influence that have to post every kid that dies about every disease or you know some horrific accident that wipes out a family of four like how is that good for me uh, so I,
0: how is that good for anybody and I, I you know I really don't understand it you know, but that's you all know, the know my husband is. is in the business of of news because it, it's Wall Street and every you know every every bit of news causes such gyrations in the market so it's on a lot and I just I listen I may listen a little bit but then I just I I walk away, I block it out, because it does not help us. And well, I, and I, I wa- can't
2: fix it. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's stuff going on in Israel. There's stuff going on in Syria. You know, there's stuff yes, going on in
0: Africa. I think, I think you can fix it, because if we stay in the good place, and if we meditate, and we do good things, it, that energy goes out. To other people, you, we can fix it as one person at a time and one becomes ten and ten become a hundred. And, you know, we've got to change the energy because right now it is just so stifling. It is so stagnant. It is so oppressive that we, you know, it's each, I think it's up to each of us to, to, to try to change that for ourselves well, right, and, right, right, right. and then outwardly to the world.
2: Right, you can change yourself, like that's all you can change. But, you know, my thing of going, like, I can't watch ISIS things, I can't watch any of these things. Like, I know they exist, it's not like I'm trying to stick my head in the sand, but what good does it do the universe if I'm feeling so low about the state of the world that I don't produce?
0: Well, that's that's it. It's, it's I think it's our responsibility to, to ourselves to, to do the things that are uplifting, not focus on the things that aren't. It's just like, you know, people think about what you don't have all the time. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have enough money. I don't have a car. I don't have this. I don't have the right job, but they don't focus on the things that they do have and be grateful for the things that they do have. And I am, I am doing that now. I mean, every time I sit down to meditate or, or just during the day, I'm, I just, I just thank the higher powers for, for everything that I have and how lucky I am and, you know, how much I appreciate it and keep it coming. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I just feel that, you know, I... I just, I I don't think I can take it anymore. I don't know if I'm getting older. I don't know if, you know, parenthood, you know, broke something in me, you know, where I just feel things so acutely, which I really didn't feel that much before, to be honest. Um, But now it seems like every little piece of media that comes in that's not like powerful, positive, or uplifting is like a little pin letting air out of my balloon. So I've got to keep, you know... Part of, you know, like what we do as being radio hosts, you know, are being uplifting. Like our job is to uplift, not bring people down. So I will say that my social media and electronic media fast, you know, from anything that's not positive, warm, fuzzy, and uplifting has really done a lot for my self-esteem, self-confidence, and how how I sleep at night. I sleep a lot better.
0: And I I think as you you uplift your own energy, as, as you ascend to whatever... Things you aspire to spiritually, I think you're just you're absolutely more sensitive to whatever else is going on. Like you said, you weren't sensitive to as sensitive to it before, um, but I I think that you are. So I, you have to really protect yourself. So. Oh, and we're going to find out from
2: Lori Johnson. When we come back from the break, we're going to meet with Lori Johnson, and she's going to talk about some of these energetic shifts, what's going on, what we can expect in 2016, and the ways we can protect ourselves.
1: We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
3: Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children ages 24 to 18 who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at Noon Central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to our website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host Kimberly Rinaldi,
4: we're
1: back with Sandra
0: Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more powered up with Beck. Yeah, I want to hear all about it because I, I love your newsletters and I, I send them around to friends and it, it's helped a lot of people. Oh, thank you.
2: Yeah, I told Lori that like when a new newsletter comes in. Did you get the newsletter? Did you read it? What did you think? <laughs> Oh, there we go. Oh, well, you know what? I think we're having some technical difficulties. I didn't hear any commercial breaks, but uh, we are back now. And for those of you that were listening to our private conversation, we were talking with Lori Johnson and Lori Johnson has been on our show before and she sends out these great newsletters. So if you haven't signed up to uh, get her newsletter, LoriJohnsonPsychic.com, um, you can get her newsletter. And it's uh, Linda and I, we, we just love these things. They come in the inbox. And I know Linda, you're probably in the East Coast waiting for me to wake up on the West Coast and see my newsletter.
0: <laughs> yes, no, but I, by that by the time you see it, I have sent it out to several uh, people who, who, you know, who just love it, too. So, yeah, I mean, everybody wants to know what's going on. And by reading Lori's newsletter, even if you've been experiencing certain things within yourself and thought you're going nuts, Reading Lori's newsletter helps you because you realize you're not going nuts. It's just what's going on, and everybody is, is, or so many people are feeling the same things as you are. Well,
5: and yeah, Lori, I, really I got that. Oh, go ahead. Lori. Go ahead. I'm
2: sorry. I was just going to say, you know, Lori, you seem to have your pulse on the energy of the world because I coach clients all over the world. And when I start seeing these similarities in, like, you know, they're st- struggling over a certain thing or they're having, you know, issues in this area, then your newsletter comes in and it talks about those things. It's eerie and cool all at the same time yeah. how you can do that.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, I have that added benefit also is that I talk to people from all over the world and. Usually I will get several people on one day who give me the theme of what's going on, and they can be all over the country, all over the world, and if the same thing is happening and then while I am answering questions for them, I get answers as to why all this is happening, and it gives me the pulse of what's going on. And since I've been doing that in a rhythm for so many years, it's really easy that when two people call and they have the same issue that I know automatically that there's a a much wider scope of what's going on that isn't about you know there's a boyfriend going to call it has more to do with insecurity why is there insecurity oh the planets are doing this or the energy is this or the earth is shifting just gives me a lot of info and then hopefully when i write about it it helps people because i've always thought that if you know what's going on even if you can't do anything about it if you know it takes away a lot of the self-judgment or questioning or fear because there's a reason to it even if there's nothing you can do about it Well,
2: or the persecution factor. Like sometimes you wonder, like, what the heck? It's like waves and waves of stuff coming at me, and you feel like you're the only one. And then when I read your newsletter and I see, oh, my gosh, okay, this is happening globally, you know, I can kind of relax and go, it's all good. Life is good. I just got to roll through this. It's not that I'm specifically doing something. Yeah.
0: Lori, there's so much going on. Do you want to just start... With, with how we've changed since 2012 and and what's happening with our, our planet going, you know, from 2012 up to now, and then we can go into 2016.
5: Sure. Um, when 2012 came, just as a background, you know, we hit the end of the Piscean Age, which is the 2,000-year cycle, every astrological age, as in a constellation that affects the planet, as in a birth chart you have planets in the solar system that affect how you relate to things, you know, you're born under a certain sign and your sun is here and your moon is there, blah, blah. And it gives you kind of um, an imprint or a map on how your life is going to go. For the overall growth of humanity and for the planet herself as a living being, we get influenced by a different constellation every 2,000 years. So in 2012, December 21st, 2012, we shifted from 2,000 years of the Piscean Age into 2,000 years of the Aquarian Age. And it was a really big shift because it was the end of a 2,000-year cycle, the end of a 5,125-year cycle according to the Mayan calendar day of mankind, and also an end of a 26,000-year cycle, which was the number of the days of mankind put together so that usually we go from female lessons for 5,000 years to male lessons to female to male. And this is the first time coming into the Aquarian Age where it isn't about shifting from one side to the other from the left hemisphere to the right of the brain it's about being in unison getting that harmony going on so it's a really significant time but when you have something that's that significant and that big it doesn't change in one year or even a couple of years actually we've been leading up to this change for a couple hundred years and we're not going to feel completely comfortable in the aquarian age energy and really take advantage of it to its fullest extent for another couple of 100 years but this is a significant (laughs) but that's okay because this is a significant life on how much is changing right now and a lot of people wanted to come in at this lifetime be reborn in this lifetime because There is so much that can be accomplished in a really short period of time, as in, in a lifetime, if you have karma that you need to take care of with three people, you can spend one lifetime just dealing with one person. In this lifetime, you can take care of six or seven or eight because the energy is so compacted and accelerated. But that also means that when people get here, if they had a checklist of everything that they wanted to do and they get here and in theory it's one thing, in fact, five years into their life, they go, you're already overwhelmed. Then they shut down. And that's one of the issues that we've got with a lot of people on the planet that they came in with great expectations on what they were going to do and found out when they got here it was too hard. And so you get a lot of stuck energy. Plus you get a lot of stuck energy that for five thousand or for two thousand years, the Piscean age concepts of the male energy being in that power over structure, which was the big lesson. The male as the father or the authority figure on how to learn how to do that. And then you get This equality and balance coming in and the people who have been automatically in charge just because they were men are having a really hard time shifting that. Women are having it, too, if the women like the men to be in that position so they don't have that responsibility. Mm. So there is no choice but to be able to shift consciousness, and it's already happening. We're in a 16-year cycle. We're at the middle of a 16-year cycle of transformation, which is Pluto in Capricorn. When that happens, it is about transformation on the planet. The last time this configuration was in place was during the American Revolution. And the people who were born during that time then started the French Revolution. So this is a revolutionary time, but it's not revolutionary in that it's physical. Like, we don't need a war to do this because it isn't about the physical shift. It's about a shifting from physical thought process into spiritual, into energetic or vibrational. And that's the thing, because there's no... Um, manual there's no instruction manual for anybody to be able to do this because it's not something you can learn from outside it's the first time we're having to learn this completely from the inside and when everything else that has been taught to us has been here you believe this you trust this you learn this you do this and it's been given to us it's really hard for people to shift from receiving information into being the ones who then instigate it so it's really difficult and last year 2015 was the end of a a seven-and-a-half-year cycle, almost eight-year cycle, part of that Pluto and Capricorn thing, but it was about releasing. Sandra, when you were talking about, you know, like tooling down and getting rid of things, that's exactly what we were supposed to do. I call it the overcoat syndrome. Every single time you took on somebody else's opinion, like when you were a kid and some relative that you love told you this is the way relationships are because he was a bitter man and he was nasty, and good to you, but you took it on as if that was a fact. You put his overcoat on, his opinion on. As you got older and you had all these overcoats that were somebody else's opinion that you didn't know were wrong for you, but you took them on just because you were learning and absorbing, then you get into situations where you make choices for yourself, like studying law when you really wanted to study dance. That's something else. That's another overcoat that takes you further and further and further away from who you are at your core. So these last seven and a half to eight years, ending in 2015, We're like literally taking off all the overcoats that do not fit who you really are. And that has been very difficult for people, but people have been drawn to do that. However, then you get the people who are standing in fear that the basic world that they live in, that Piscean power overworld is changing. They're holding onto the overcoats like bloody crazy. So they're like holding on like armor and getting more and more stuck. So this last year, very specifically, when you come to the end of a cycle, The first year and the last year are always the hardest. 2015 was the last year of the seven-and-a-half-year cycle. 2016 is the first year, so this is going to be difficult because now people who have done that work of letting go of things that are not who they really are, things that they brought in from past lives or this life, from childhood, from college, from everything that they've done that has not been in harmony with their core, they're having to stand there in 2016, And almost as if they're naked and having to go through the world to establish how they want their world to be now how they want to honor themselves when there's so much chaos going on and it makes it very scary it makes people very vulnerable but it also is like you were talking about that you get down into that base of being really clear on who you are and really clear in that peace and in that spirituality yourself and one person can change everything Because the shift between also the Piscean Age and the Aquarian Age is Piscean Age had a leadership. You had a male leader who was usually over 42 years old and had experience and basically could tell you what to do and had knowledge of it, whether they were good at it or not. We turned to somebody who was the father figure to tell us what to do. The Aquarian Age leader is going to be and is an individual Who is standing in their own power not power over but the power within on who they are on their understanding of life the universe and everything their connection to god spirit creator however you want to put it but standing in that power and standing in their own purity per se and being able to exude that energy and those who are really sure of who they are will then exude an energy that draws people to them who will absorb and observe so the aquarian leader is somebody who stands in their own energy and teaches by example without actually teaching
0: mm, i think that's pretty exciting actually
5: it's very exciting but because this is the tipping year for the difference between ego and reason is going to come to a head this year and that's going to be really hard because the piscean has kind of gotten very stuck in the ego because yeah. any well anytime there is a major transformation of energy like a concept that's 2000 years old going into another concept that's going to be for the next 2000 years then you get people who are so stuck and so scared that they just can't move plus there's another thing that <clears throat> there are oh, a lot you know of what, Laurie, I'm going to
2: have to cut you off cuz we're going oh, yeah, to, need sorry, to, go go to we're going to need to go to commercial break how do people find you what's what do you prefer people to you know if they want to consult with you if they want a reading from you how would you like yeah. people to find you
5: Uh, My website is lorijohnsonpsychic.com, and contacting me, booking a reading, all of that is right there.
2: So Lori, that's L-A-U-R-I-E Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, psychic. You can spell psychic because I can't, but that's the (laughs) dot com. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more to Lori and find out what's going to be happening with all these changes, our seven and a half year cycle. We're starting a new one. What's going to happen in 2016? You're not going to want to miss this after the break.
1: We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
4: This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain
6: of youth. If Have you heard?
3: That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Tricia's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com.
1: Sandra Beck, and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and
2: Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And as promised, we're visiting today with psychic Lori Johnson. And she's been talking to us about the uh, transference from the Piscean to the Aquarian Age. We've just finished a a seven-and-a-half-year cycle. It's the tipping point between ego and reason. Boy, Lori, I bet you didn't think I was taking notes, did you? I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) well i'm you know struggling here to keep up this is more linda's arena than mine um but i would like to talk um and linda i know you have a bunch of questions but i would love to talk about you know when you said the seven and a half year cycle and you know you were talking about these things i was thinking about my two kids you know who were born during this time um and you know they're old souls everybody meets them they're old souls i hear old souls over and over and over you know is there something that's going on with the recycling of souls, you know, within this period? Because there's so much else going on. Why would they create new souls to muck up things? Wouldn't you bring old souls back? But I'd love to hear your your opinion on that.
5: Well, there are no new souls, per se. Um, we all came together, like, in a big bang. Um, I don't know if it was at the same time in the universe, but all the souls were um, created at the same time. And then like a kid like you have twins at home and one twin goes to school goes to kindergarten through college and graduates and the other one stays home then the one who stays home doesn't know as much so that can be considered young soul where the one who did all the experiencing is then considered an old soul because of the knowledge that was gained so there are souls that just don't reincarnate as much and there are souls that reincarnate all the time and they learn all the time so there are a lot of very old souls there are a lot of people who have been the wise people, the shamans, the um, medicine men, the people of knowledge, the ancient teachers that are reincarnating at this time very specifically because it is needed for this new knowledge to be able to shift things. And not just for us. The planet herself as a living being is shifting the vibration, and it's damaging for her now to be um, surrounded by so much negativity. And I don't just mean the physical damage that we're doing, but the energetic damage. And it's very difficult when you were talking um, before we started about the, the sensitivity factor that you're experiencing as a mom. What we're doing now, part of the evolution of humankind in this new age, is that we are becoming more vibrationally sensitive to everything. So two years ago... You wouldn't have been able to hear or feel or see or smell as much as you do now, but since it's happening incrementally, we don't really pay attention to it. But then the negativity and fear factor is also growing. So as that's growing and you become more sensitive to it, it's kind of like a 200% shift instead of just us adapting to the negativity and being okay with it. We're even less okay than we were before, and yet the negativity is being stronger. It's got to hit a bubble before it pops, and it will pop, and we will all survive but it's not an easy journey until then.
0: Uh, during the break, uh, I was talking to Lori about, um, you know, the people that don't adapt to, to these changes and try to raise their vibration. And she said something that real I hadn't heard before um, about, re- you know, since we're on the topic of reincarnation and coming back and souls. Um, Lori, can you just mention what we, we talked about uh, you know, about the vibration and if, you, if your vibration isn't high enough uh, when you yeah. do want to
5: reincarnate? When you come into the Aquarian age, it's not just human beings that are shifting their vibration. We live in a symbiotic energy with the earth, and every once in a while, and what has just happened is that the earth shifts her vibration so um, incredibly strongly, that we have to adapt to her. Usually, she adapts to us. This is the other way around. So, people who are not adapting, who are not lifting their vibe, who are not becoming in harmony with the energy that is still changing every single day, it's not like we've reached a pinnacle of this. We're still shifting. But people who are refusing to adapt to that, who are being stuck and choosing to be stuck, not because they're just being stuck for no reason, they're choosing it, that don't want to move forward, they want it to be their way, they're trying to control that when they pass, they're not going to be allowed back on the planet because technically when they pass, their vibration would not have learned anything, would not be on that level of harmony with the planet. So bringing that vibration in and the number of people that are stuck, just say the number of people that are stuck die and they want to come right back in without learning or changing or growing in any way whatsoever, then they're going to bring that. It's kind of like you know cleaning the house and then having somebody come in with mud all over it and not even caring. It's just not going to happen. So people who are on that lower vibration, they will just have to learn these lessons elsewhere. And it is believed people will reincarnate to other planets that are not going to be as easy or other dimensions or however it wants to be explained. But they will not be allowed back here because this is an evolution not just for humankind but for the planet herself. So the vibration and the level of harmony with that between us and the planet is vitally important. So negativity on the level that we're experiencing and now will not be allowed back in, except that's what I'm saying. It's not going to feel 100% that we got it for, for another, you know, 50 to 100 years.
0: Wow. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's something I had never heard before. So I, I just have to process it and absorb it. And it, it, it's, it's pretty scary for the people that you know that are stuck.
5: Yeah, but it's, it's not because it's just progress. I mean, it's scary because it's outside of what we normally think, but it just is when they reincarnate, whatever, wherever we reincarnate, wherever it is, this planet, to another family, whatever, we've done the prep time beforehand, before we actually come into a physical body, to be aware of what we're choosing and what we're going to learn. So it won't be scary. And so, no, I remember back in the 60s there was a TV show that was talking about in the future we're all going to have to be drinking bottled water because the bottled is, water isn't pure. And everybody was freaking out about that when the show started. And then what are we doing now? We're drinking because it's not pure, but it happened so incrementally that it isn't a freak time. It just yeah. is part of who we are. So when you get into a new life, no matter where it is, you're not aware that this is, okay, you've got to do the harder work. It's literally what is natural. So there is not fear on that. We fear it because we don't really think of it like that. But when you're in the middle of it, you're not afraid of it.
0: So knowing what we know now, we're in the middle of the cycle and we know we're in a whole new 2,000-year two, uh, new cycle. What can we do in 2016? How can we start now to raise our vibration and, and
5: just be happier, more evolved human beings? First off is to know the difference between doing things that you're supposed to do and doing things that feel right in your gut. And that isn't I want to do this and I want to do that based on ego. It's being able to tell the difference between what is the ego-driven stuff but also what is a natural. And a natural can be um, working in a job that you absolutely hate because, like you were talking about, throwing out the negative vibes, it affects everybody very negatively. So it is... everybody's best interest to be able to be in their own energy to know who they are there are three questions that are really vital for anybody to know when they come into a life this year they're kind of going to be at the forefront the three questions are do you know who you are do you know why you're here and do you know where you're going in this year if you don't know that on a physical level meaning about you know, who you are, your name, where you live, blah, blah, what you're going to be doing. But that's also very much more on a spiritual level. Do you know who you are, your identity as a human being, as a soul? Do you know why you are here as a soul? Do you know where you're going as a soul? And you don't necessarily have to go into way metaphysics in order to understand this stuff, but that's what we are going to be faced with this year. And the more people know those three answers, the easier it's going to be to, to negotiate through this year. This is going to be a very interesting year because it is is the first year of a cycle, but it's also a year of a lot of chaos. It's a number nine year if you do the numerology with the year itself, and nine is a year of completion before we start the ten, which is the new beginning and new energy. A lot of completion happening this year. Even though it's a new cycle, it's still closing up some of the energy that we brought forward.
0: How, is it, how important is it with our presidential election happening in November? How important is the person that we elect to be president of this country going to affect, uh, infect, affect us as, as people, you know, affect the planet?
5: Well, it, there, the lessons here are going to be really clear one way or the other. Okay? If we get a Piscean president in, which the epitome of the Piscean Age of the power over structure and the I'm important, listen to me, I'm a man of a certain age, is Trump, obviously, because he says what he wants, and it's all about I'm going to tell everybody else what to do and you're going to listen to me. It's like I'm daddy, listen to me, don't question me. If that happens, then the lessons that we get are all the negative lessons, the negative lessons of what we really don't want to have happen that we're going to have to push against in order to get our way out of. If we get an Aquarian president, which is either – um clinton or bernie sanders then the we the ability to be able to move forward even though we're still going to have that piscean ego pushing the ability to move forward and really embrace the change that's coming in instead of having to fight to get there it's going to be a lot easier if we get a piscean age president um we're going to probably have to recover from that for about 20 years it's going to be really really hard but it's a lesson one way or the other if we are not ready to move forward in some kind of enlightened or spiritual way, then we will get the lesson that gives us that knowledge to be able to do it.
2: So what do we do with this, Lori, on a day-to-day basis? You know, all this stuff is really, you know, it's it's hard. I'll be honest, it's hard for me to follow some of this stuff. It's a little bit, you know, out of my wheelhouse. But Mm -hmm. um, what does that mean to, like, People commuting to work, people, you know, going to their offices every day, moms staying at home, you know. How do we relate this to just us as people?
5: Okay. First off, um, there's going to be difficulty this year. This is a year of chaos and fear. So if we know that already, and one of the things that is going to bring the chaos and fear is that the election matters not just to the United States, it matters to the entire world on where we're going next. So if we know that the underlying energy is that people are going to be afraid, then it's easier to handle because when you wake up and and you can feel people's fear or you're at work or you're, you know, dealing with people in a school situation and you can feel that there's chaos or there's just uncomfortable energy going on and knowing that that's more the state of where we are, it makes it easier for you to, like you said, not be affected by it if you know that that's not you. The other thing is that we've got um, a Mercury retrograde four times this year. Um, A retrograde is when a planet seems to go backwards to us in our orbit, and whatever it influences us then becomes the opposite. Mercury is a planet of communication. So when Mercury is retrograde, communication absolutely stinks. Um, Electronics have problems, electronic communications. Travel has problems. um, Automobiles have problems, and... Anything that has to do with a legal profession will have issues. You never sign anything during a mercury retrograde. This is an important year for that because we've got four of them. We started one today, last until the 25th of January. We get one at the end of April going into May, at the end of August going into September. And okay, Lori, i got to cut year. you off. We're going to go okay, to commercial
2: sorry. break, and we're going to pick this up on the other side of the commercial break. We're here with com. Check her out. She's really, really fascinating. More after the break
1: with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
3: Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer.
4: Sacred cuisines and sacred rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the WooHoo Radio Network.
1: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
2: Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are visiting today with psychic Laurie Johnson. If you want to find out more about her, you can go to LaurieJohnsonPsychic.com and uh, get a reading, get a hold of her newsletter. It's always, always full of, of great influential information that I just, I think it's really cool, and I know Linda and I just get so excited when this new newsletter is coming out. Um when we went to commercial break, we were talking about Mercury being in retrograde, and that's going to happen four times this year, which just makes it kind of a banner year. And you were talking about, you know, to expect things to go wrong in many areas during that time. So I think patience is the one takeaway from that, uh, Lori. But you were talking about the individual. Like, how does all this affect the individual? And then I'd really love your predictions for 2016.
5: Okay, thanks. The um, Mercury retrograde... One of the things that, because it's a retrograde, it's all about the going over what has already passed. So literally, if you talk about, uh, we kind of took the big final exam for the past seven and a half to eight years of that looking inward energy. And now it's gonna be like a pop quiz every time we have a Mercury retrograde. Did you really get it? So the theme of this year is really about going inward and being able to feel the energy of what works for you and what doesn't and be conscious of it. And you'd be really surprised how much really not conscious of how far away we can get from our own soul but knowing the mercury retrograde and there's usually a shadow period of about two weeks before or after that we're going to have more time in the re-looking at ourselves this year than we are not the way that the elongated shadow period goes so I would highly recommend that you mark on your calendar because you can find online when the mercury retrogrades are going to be but mark on your calendar when mercury is in retrograde and if you can find a site that talks about the shadow period before or after mark that also mark the dark of the moon which is the night and the day before the new moon mark the new moon and mark the full moon because those are the days where you're going to notice that people are being unusually weird you're feeling unusually weird and if you know why ahead of time it makes it easier to deal with this is a year as we're coming into for the individual to really be clear on who you are meaning on how you feel about things and if you and learn how to get your own gut instinct meaning if you're doing something at work that makes you really really unhappy be aware of it you might not be able to change it but being aware of it being aware what throws you out of balance is the first step. And because we, again, incrementally, we have learned how to adapt to things that make us unhappy or make us sick or throw us out of balance, then we're not aware of what is actually throwing us out of balance. So being able to be at work and know that there's a person that is two desks down that is really negative and affects you every single day, you're so used to it, you're not conscious of it, start being conscious of it. Start learning how to put up blocks, protect yourself, because this is the time when We are all going to be growing together, and I use the analogy of as if everybody is under a cloud, and the people who are starting to get this, starting to get the vibration, it's kind of like their heads are going to start popping above the clouds, and you're going to start seeing other people who are in the same vein, and if one person has power within themselves and they get together with another person who has power, then you're able to then grow a community of like-minded, powerful individuals that are about moving in that grassroots. On an individual level, it literally is to be conscious of what doesn't fit. And in many cases, again, if you're part of the PTA and the head of the PTA is just a really difficult person and you can't just walk away from it, acknowledging that that's it as opposed to being resentful of it, that's one of the first steps of being able to deal with the way the energy is shifting.
2: Why does some energy affect people more than others? Like, I know when there's lots of negative energy around, I tend to go into the turtle, you know, like I pull in my head, I pull in my arms and my legs, and I just kind of stay in the turtle until it passes. And then other people, like some people in my family, you know, they have a very outward manifestation of that. They become very aggressive. Is that just a function of human nature? And and does these energetic shifts bring out the best and worst in our human nature?
5: It does. It brings out the extremes, especially now. This is going to be a year of extremes, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it cleanses the palate, per se. But, yeah, there are people, like if you just take to the Zodiac, for example, somebody who's born in cancer, will be in that zone where they want to be um, in a, um, a very calm home situation. They have to recharge their batteries at home. They can't do that anywhere else, and they will be more sensitive to everybody else's energy. But that's also not just a zodiacal sign. That's also what they came in with from past lives. You know, if you've been a nun in a past life and you've had your religious training and your devotion in one area and all of a sudden you are now out in the real world and you have six kids and you're dealing with a husband who hates his job and that kind of stuff, it's going to be much more difficult for you than if you had already had a life where you had had children right before. So it's we're working on healing ourselves, on working on ourselves, on learning ourselves, and humanity as a whole in a way that's stronger and bigger than we've ever done before. There are just a lot of things that we're dealing with where we usually would deal with one or two things, one or levels of learning in a lifetime. We're dealing with ten. So it's very complicated. But again, we all chose to be here for one reason or another. Okay. Um, I don't mean to. Yeah.
0: I mean, I agree. You know, I understand. I understand that, but when you, you said, you know, know who you really are, and yes, I know that I'm, I'm a spirit having a human experience, but I'm not quite sure about what my exact purpose was for this lifetime. Now, will that? I've been meditating. Will the meditating help that, or how, yes. how do you pinpoint that?
5: Um, it literally is asking yourself that question until you hear the answer, and the hard part about it is being able to get out of your own way with that. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to your own energy your own answers is difficult because we aren't really used to listening to our hearts and that's one thing that I will say really really positive about this year that we are shifting from a head consciousness to a heart consciousness mm-hmm. Good. and that's going to make a difference in almost everything we do terrific and I don't know but, if I answered your question or not
0: yeah yes I you know and and I yeah. I'm just going to do the best I can and do the things that, that really feel like they matter and, and, you know, who I am, and, and let's hope that, you know, that, that's why I'm here. You know, if it yeah. feels right, then it's good.
5: Yeah, that's exactly it. We're learning to acknowledge that if the vibration feels right, then that is right. Because okay. the ego can say, you need to do this for ego's sake. You know, I want more money. I want, you know, if you just ask somebody what they want in their life, most people will say more money or a happier relationship but that's not what the core of that question means. I understand. Okay, while
0: we still, have, we still have a few minutes left, I want to hear your predictions for 2016.
5: Okay. There's going to be a lot of chaos and there's going to be a lot of fear. That's part of the negativity. That's part of the change that's going on here. And I am sorry to say, yes, we are going to have more smaller incidents of terrorism, not big ones. The big ones that would hit are not going to hit in this country. Um, But if you talk about what happened in Paris, that's a terrible thing, but it doesn't compare in the magnitude of what happened at 9-11 except for the fear factor. And what happens with that is that it brings people together. It brings them to a higher consciousness. So these things are going to continue to happen. We are not frequently, I'm not saying frequently, but they will hit us because it's kind of a payback for us for interfering in things that we didn't need to interfere in the first place. Long story, not for right now. But okay. we're also going to have a lot of climate weirdness. As we already know, what's going on now with the rains in California and the weather that is very atypical, this stuff is going to continue because it's on a cycle that can't just even out um, because we decide that we're going to have you know, a climate change conference in Paris. It will even out eventually, but it, this next year is not going to be it. So there's going to be probably more hurricanes or stronger um, wet weather coming in this year. And to just be ready for it. To, if somebody says, you know, don't drive through something, um, what they say here in Texas is don't drive, turn around or to survive. I don't remember the exact statement, but it really says if, you, if the water is too deep, don't try it. Just mm-hmm. go home or do something. It's, what it's really doing is breaking up our rhythm of thinking that we're in control of the world. Because we never were, but for 200 years with the industrial age, we sure thought we were. So we're going to be learning. The most important thing is that go with the flow, and that's not a, you know, about the weather. I'm saying go with the flow of energy. If you make a lot of plans, the plans are not going to come through the way you think, not just because of the retrograde, but because we are trying to learn to be more fluid. If everybody on the planet is thrown into a raging river to get us to the next point, and most of the people on the planet are trying to swim back to where they were thrown in, they're going to drown. And that's what's happening with the people who are still stuck. Mm -hmm. So lay on your back, go down the river, go down the rapids, enjoy the ride, and trust that you're being taken to where you need to be as opposed to being in control. We've been working on growth, 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 bigger, harder, stronger, faster for centuries. But we've reached a pinnacle of that where we're in maintenance mode, and nobody is used to, in their mental processes, being in maintenance as opposed to pushing the envelope. You can't push the envelope in this direction anymore. Now it is going into a spiritual world, and we're not quite aware of how to do that. So presidential election, it's going to be chaotic. Um, My feeling is that Trump is not going to get the nomination for Republican, and it's more than likely that he is going to run for himself independently. I'm not sure who it's going to be for the Republicans, but I can tell you it's kind of a waste of time. Um, Even though I love Bernie Sanders for his openness as much as Trump is open, I honestly believe it's going to be Hillary in the fall. And no matter what kind of negativity is being put on The current administration, there's going to be a lot of change that cannot be reversed because the next president coming in is going to maintain what has already started.
2: Wow. Well, there you have it, guys. Psychic Lori Johnson, her predictions for 2016. Lori, I think patience, go with the flow. I wrote so many notes down here. Learn to be more fluid so you don't drown. All really good uh, things, you know, for 2016. I think it's it's in alignment, Linda, with what you and I have talked about. Like, you know, we're going to stop pushing against the universe. We're going to start flowing with it. Absolutely. instead and see what it brings. So for Linda Franklin and Sandra Beck, this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we'll be back next week with more guests like Laurie Johnson. Check her out at com.